FM. Your voice. Your music. Your station. Telling your story. With Joy Mitchell. Well, that was Colourfield and uh, yeah, I'm looking for any reason to play them actually uh, but it's because it it fits with our theme today Hello, you're listening to Cam Glen Radio telling your story and my name's Joy and I'm going to be taking you through this next hour talking about the influence of colour on our mental health if there is such an influence but studies have actually shown that blue and green can create a calming atmosphere orange and yellow can stimulate appetite red and pink can inspire passion and energy while purple can boost creativity and productivity does color really have an influence on our mental health well stay tuned as we look at this popular topic and listen to some themed music and on that here's donovan with colors Yellow is the colour of my 
true love's here in the morning when we rise in the morning when we rise that's the time that's the time I love the best blues the color of the sky in the morning when we rise in the morning when we rise that's the time that's the time I love the best greens the color of the sparkling corn in the morning when we rise in the morning when we rise that's the time that's the time I love the best mellow is the feeling that I get when I see her mm-hmm. when I see her uh-huh that's the time that's the time I love the best Freedom is a word I rarely use without thinking mm-hmm. without thinking mm-hmm. of the time of the time when I've been low That's Colours by Donovan. Yes, you are listening to Telling Your Story on Cam Glen Radio. My name's Joy. And today we're talking about the influence of colour on our mental health. And of course, we are uh, hearing some themed music as well with either uh, a colour or the word colour in the title or indeed the artist. And I'm hoping maybe in the second half of the show that Brenda or BA will be able to join us and we'll we'll have a look at some quotes about colour and what some people are saying about how colour colour impacts their mood. So stay, stay tuned for that. But first of all, well, I was doing some research and found some information about colour psychology as therapy. Well, according to the Art Therapy blog, the use of colour to help people heal goes back to the ancient Greeks, Egyptians and Chinese, all of whom used colour to try to affect the mental states of people through the colours used to decorate rooms, the incorporation of natural colours to induce a calm state and the use of light to balance mental states. In fact, for at least one condition, seasonal affective disorder or SAD, research has shown that light therapy can help to mitigate the depression and anxiety caused by SAD. And uh, the, the, the Mayo Clinic um, has some really good references around that. And similarly, it's believed that different colours can induce 
specific emotional or mental states that can change mood, the level of anxiety, or the individual's perception of a situation. An article in the Scientific American discusses what was known as the colour cure, which was first used in what they used to call a mental asylum, a place called Ward's Island, in an attempt to cure mental illnesses like depression or melancholy. And, you know, they would colour the rooms bright red. Um, and in, if someone had violent or aggressive behaviour, they would use calming blue or, or maybe green. And where there was mania, they would use black rooms. So the results of these colour therapies were never fully documented. So we don't know if they had any positive effect or indeed any negative effect or any effect at all. But various empirical comments note that um, red, for example, would help a person struggling with melancholy to become more animated and involved in the environment, while pale blue or green would calm someone who was agitated. And this actually is the historical basis behind colour therapy or what they call chromotherapy. And we can see in our everyday lives as well, and we are going to talk more about that, but have a think about you know, the colours maybe you choose to surround yourself with or the colours you choose to wear even. But meanwhile, here's another bit of music. It's Daniel Merriweather with Red. I'm alright, standing in the street lights here. Is this meant for me? My time on the outside is over. We don't know how you're spending all of your days, knowing the love isn't here. the pictures but you don't know their names cause love isn't here Take the best 
psychology connects colours with emotions and behaviour and it it reveals how colour plays a role in your moods and can even be incorporated into your wellness routines. For businesses, colour psychology informs decisions like product packaging and brand logos. So it's got lots of different applications if there is actually anything to it. But the ancient origins of colour psychology, well, people have long been fascinated with colour and understood its power over moods and well-being. Colour was used in ancient Egypt, China and Greece, as we said, to evoke motions, aid in spiritual practices and treat a variety of conditions. While the nature of colour was not yet understood, its powerful effects were evident. But the modern understanding of colours, well, colour can now be understood in scientific terms. Isaac Newton famously realised that white light is composed of many colours when he placed a prism in sunlight and saw a rainbow emerge on the other side. In his 1704 book, Optics, uh, and that's actually spelled O-P-T-I-C-K-S, so we've dropped the, dropped the K over the years, uh, he presented the colour wheel. And we still use that now. And he described how each colour is determined by a different wavelength of light. As scientific breakthroughs from Newton and others unveiled some of the mystery behind colour, its power as a therapeutic tool was still being explored. In 1810, Johann Wolfgang von Goethe published The Theory of Colours. And this important work linked colours with emotions opening the door for modern colour psychotherapy. In the 1940s, the connection between people and colours was taken even further. The work of Kay Goldstein and others promoted the idea that colours affected human physiology and actions. These connections were developed into the practices of art therapy and colour therapy. Well, we've got lots more to cover there. We're actually going to have a look at uh, Colours and Emotions um, after this next track. Um, and we're going to have a look at the results of an international study where people were, were asked to select one emotion to associate with each colour. So stay tuned. We're going to listen to Orange Juice with Rip It Up. And then we'll, we'll, we'll see if um, your thoughts about colour are the same as what came up in this international study. Stay tuned. <laughs>
an old favourite, yeah, Rip It Up by Orange Juice. That was good to have a reason to play that. Well, we were talking about colours and emotions there, and if thinking about the colour red makes you think about love, you're, you're not alone. Um, in a large cross-cultural survey that included 30 nations and 22 languages, the association of love and other emotions with colours was universal. Well, at the very least, it was global. I'm not sure if we if we spoke to anyone on any other planets. So it was certainly universal from an Earth-based perspective. So in this international study, people were asked to select one emotion to associate with each colour. So here is the list of the most commonly associated emotions in the survey. So let's see, what what would you come come up with if I say red? What does that mean to you? Well, red means love to 68% of people. More than two-thirds of people associate red with love. What about orange? Well, orange means joy to 44% of people, nearly half. Yellow? That also means joy to 52% of people. And green? Well, that means contentment to 39%. Blue means relief to 35%. Turquoise means pleasure to 35%. Purple means pleasure to 25%. Pink means love to 50%. Brown, disgust to 36%. Black, sadness to 51%. Grey, sadness to 48%. And white means relief to 43%. So while specific feelings can vary individually and sometimes by culture too, the fact that people connect colour with emotion is indeed universal. And since emotions and colours are closely tied together, it isn't surprising that viewing colours will evoke feelings. The hue of a colour, the saturation and the brightness affect how you respond to the colour in your environment. Red hues cause the most emotional arousal, blue the least, and green is somewhere in between. 
A colour that's very bright and highly saturated will trigger the strongest emotional response. I suppose if if I think about it, yeah, I can see that. If I'm wearing, you know, very bright colours in my clothes, it's usually because um, I'm going to be more sociable or go out to an event or so on. But if I'm going to stay cosy in the house, I might wear clothes that's actually the same colours, but you know, they might be more muted colours. So what is it for? What is it for you? Um, if you have any thoughts on that, pop onto our Facebook page. Um, and and uh, put a comment in and we'll get back to you. So that's uh, Telling Your Story on Cam Glen Radio on Facebook. Hopefully we'll hear from you there. Well, yeah, colouring is good for your health. We are going to be talking a fair bit about that over the, the rest of the show. Um, and that's uh, not only the use of colour, but actually colouring. You know, what used to be known as a simple, fun activity for kids now is a tool for practicing good mental health. Colouring's increased in popularity recently, especially for adults. While children's colouring books feature cartoon characters and simple designs, adult colouring books have intricate patterns of flowers, artwork, mandalas or animals. Books are available for purchase and you can print free, uh, print free colouring pages online too. And for people who prefer a digital version, there's loads of colouring apps available for, for uh, mobile phones. So we'll talk more about that after our next uh, themed track. And we have Coldplay with Yellow. So 
Hill to halfway and across the southeast of Glasgow. This is Cam Glen Radio 107.9 FM, your local station. Telling your story with Joy Mitchell. Yes, you are listening to Telling Your Story with me, Joy, here on Cam Glen Radio. And today we are talking about the influence of colour on our mental health. So we've seen that um, colour can be used for healing. It can be used um, for, uh, you know, associating with emotions and so on. And now we're talking about actually colouring. So colouring books and and, and so on. Colouring in um, is what we called it when we were kids, really. But what what makes adult colouring so popular these days? Well, actually, it can help improve your health and well-being by promoting mindfulness, Colouring can help you be more mindful. Mindfulness is the ability to focus and stay in the moment. For example, because you're focusing on colour choice and staying maybe inside the lines of the, the pattern, if, if you so wish, you're only thinking about the present moment. You're not really thinking about what's going on around you. You're listening to the sound of your, your pen or your pencil on the paper. You're focusing on the shape and the, the texture and the style and the speed that you're colouring in. So you can shut off the noise around you a bit better and give your mind the gift of focusing on the movements, sensations and emotions of your present moment. You can practice being non-judgmental as you go through that task with no exceptions, just being in the moment. If your mind wanders, which is very normal, gently return to what you're experiencing 
right now with your pen and the colour on paper. And while colouring, you use the parts of your brain that enhance a focus and concentration. So not only are you helping bring yourself into the moment, you are enhancing your uh, sort of mental um, capabilities for increased focus and concentration, even when you're not doing colouring. It gives you the opportunity to disconnect from stressful thoughts. So it's, it's good for relieving stress too. It's a healthy way to relieve stress. It calms the brain and helps your body relax. And all of that can improve your sleep and fatigue while decreasing body aches, heart rate, respiration and feelings of depression and anxiety. So although colouring isn't the ultimate cure for um, stress and anxiety, sitting down for a long colouring session holds great value. And as you colour, pay attention to your breathing rhythm, ensuring steady, full breaths from your diaphragm and tune into your heart rate periodically if you can. It also helps you embrace the imperfect. There's no right or wrong way to colour. Colouring is a non-competitive activity, so there isn't pressure to level up, win a prize or beat the clock. You can colour for as long or as little time as you want. You don't need to finish a picture in one setting. Try to let go of judgments or expectations and enjoy the simple beauty of colouring. It doesn't matter if your picture is neat or messy. The only thing that matters is if you found enjoyment and relaxation while colouring. And what's great is that, you know, it's so simple just to get a couple of colour pencils or pens or crayons or, you know, and you can use a, a template with a, a diagram if you like. But, you know, you don't even need that. You can draw the outline of a diagram. You can do some squiggles and use that as a template. Um, you can draw around a flower, around a shadow of something and use that as a template for colouring because it's not the end of um, the end result that actually matters here. It's the process of relaxing your mind and focusing as you're putting pencil to paper. Well, we're working through our rainbow of music and now we have a bit of music that's probably going to wake you up a little bit more. <laughs> it's Judas Priest with the Green Manalishi. <laughs> And all my dreams 
making me see things I don't want to see. Blimey, that was Judas Priest with the Green Man Alicia. That uh, certainly woke me up a little bit there. <laughs> my brain's uh, rattled around my, my, my skull with that going on. Um, but it kept to the theme and it's a good bit of music, just quite different to what we were playing earlier and what we might be playing for the remainder of the show. Um, we're over halfway through, so I'm going to speak just a, a little bit about um, other applications of uh, colour psychology. Uh, put on a Another bit of music and then Brenda's joining us and we'll, we'll talk a little bit about uh, some quotes that she's been looking into. So colour psychology and well let's go with product design first of all. Colour psychology research isn't limited to colour therapy even though that is very helpful for a lot of people. It's also used in marketing, advertising, product design and this is something you might not really have been aware of. But designers and marketers are well aware, actually, that we might be attracted to different colours and, and different colours will produce different um, sen- sensations and, and thoughts. And, and one example, actually, is in pharmaceuticals. That might surprise you, but drug makers are interested in what colour psychology research says about the, the therapeutic values of pill colours. For any of you that are taking any kind of medication, yeah, have a think about this. Because red pills are associated with stimulants and blue are associated with relaxation. The right colour choice can create a placebo effect that enhances the effectiveness of the medicine. Selecting the right pill colour is important even in the clinical trial stage of drug development. Some pill colours are more likely to cause people to miss doses or even stop taking the medicine. Drug makers know that if they choose the wrong pill colour, it could potentially throw off data from clinical trials due to non-compliance 
Well, I have to say, I really hadn't even thought about that. The, the medication I take, sometimes, depending on the branding, it's pink, sometimes it's white. <laughs> I don't know what that's meant to make me do or or ensure that I don't do, but <laughs> there you go. It's something for you to have a think about. And certainly, if you think about sort of uh, cold and cough medicines, um, uh, yeah, I think there's a, certainly a, a an influence of colour there, and I think we probably all, all know about... Yeah, the pink of calamine lotion, as well as uh, a particular cough medicine that's um, that's quite well known as well. But what about the the links between colour, architecture, and mental health? Well, there's loads to say about this, but um, I mean, certainly colour therapy is a set of methods for using colours to cure diseases, as we um, as we spoke about earlier. And while there's little scientific evidence that the various colour based therapies can cure any particular diseases. The psychology of colour has long been recognised as an important psychological factor in architecture and interior design. Colours can evoke spontaneous emotional reactions that affect mood and stress. This may in turn exert influence on mental well-being uh, an effect that is particularly relevant to designers of the interior and the exterior built environment. And the impact of colour on how we feel has been explored by architects and designers in all sorts of contexts, from increasing office productivity to improving well-being. The colour red is generally said to be associated with an increase in appetite, reduced depression and increased angry feelings. Purple with boosting creativity and developing problem-solving skills. Orange with optimism. Blue with a sense of security and productivity and green with a sense of harmony and effective decision making. The potential effects extend beyond single colours. A monotonous colour scape may be associated with irritability and negative ruminations, while highly saturated intense colour patterns may actually increase stress. And an interesting blog by a, a group of architects, Parkin Architects, discusses the opportunities for colour to exert mental health impact in healthcare facility design. Again, pointing to certain colours that, in addition to helping eliminate the, the, the institutional look of facilities, might actually exert specific impacts on mental health. But, uh, yeah, well, we'll maybe talk a wee bit um, more about that. Um, I had a a look at a paper called Transforming the Healing Environment, Choosing Colours and Products that Make a Difference for Patients. So we'll we'll maybe come back to that, but we're going to have another bit of music in our rainbow choice today. And then we're going to say hello to Brenda and uh, hear some of the quotes that she's been looking into. So here's Bobby Vinton with... Blue Velvet. She wore blue velvet. Bluer than velvet was the night. Softer than satin was the light. From the stars She wore blue velvet Bluer than velvet were her eyes 
Warmer than May her tender sighs Love was ours Ours love I held tightly Feeling the rapture Gone was the glow of blue velvet But in my heart they'll always be Precious and warm a memory Through the years And I still can see blue Lovely and very different from uh, Judas Priest earlier. Well, we have uh, Brenda in the studio. Um, hello, Brenda. Hi, Joy. Okay. Hello. Hello. <laughs> how, how are you doing? Oh, doing good, thank you. Okay, excellent. Okay, um, so you've been looking at uh, some quotes, haven't you? Yeah, I have, yes. Found quite a few famous people. Have oh. their thoughts on colours. Okay, excellent. Okay, so would you like to read out your first one? Okay, this is by Pablo Picasso. Colours like features follow the changes of the emotions. Oh, that's interesting. Now, what does that make you think? Why did you choose that one, Brenda? I would say, like, what makes you feel good and what, like, a pink or. Purple makes me feel good. So if I'm in a good mood, those are the colours I'd pick. If I was in a, a dark mood, then I'd go for a grey or a purp uh, like a, a slate colour. So yes, that's it. It's mood mood fixing. I would say they. Yeah, they are. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So what else did you come up with? Okay, another one. Colours. Ah, uh, the smile of nature. Oh, by lovely! Lee Hunt, that was. That sounds very poetic. Yes. The smile of nature. What do you What do you think he's meaning by that? Maybe he's looking at when the sun is shining and the birds are singing, and mm. that again, it's a mood swing. It would put that colour, and you can see the sun coming up. And the sun shining, and the shadows, and the different blues and purples, and uh, yeah, nature's always moving. Like the sea, when the sea, 
the sun sparkles on the sea and you see that glistening and that makes you feel, hmm, that's so pretty and so good. Mm. Yeah. That was, I could really, I could picture that when you were describing it there. Yeah. Okay, will we go with a third one? A third one? Okay, let's go for, you were saying about the lighter colours. This is Kim Kardashian. White is actually one of my favourite colours. I have a white car and I love white. Well, That's from okay. a very strong lady, Kim Kardashian. So, yeah, yes. she's a white it makes a statement. It absolutely does make a statement, yeah, doesn't it? Yeah. It was interesting, though, because uh, a little while ago we were talking about how, um, you know, white, when you shine that through a prism, is every colour of the rainbow. Yeah. You know, it's, it's not the, the monochrome um, colour that we think it is. But that that's an interesting choice yeah. from, um, was it Kim Kardashian? Yeah, Kim, Kim Kardashian, hmm? yeah. Yeah, OK. OK, so one one more, I think, and then we'll have a little bit of music. Which OK, is this is one from uh, Taylor Swift. I feel like my music has become a lot of things. It's hard to label the elevation, but I like there to be an eleva elevation. I just like to paint with all different kinds of colours. Oh, beautiful. Brenda, thank you so much for doing that research. And I, I okay. hope um, those uh, those quotes mean something to the listener. I'm sure it does. And actually, that was a lovely one to finish on there because um, I, to me, that is a very sort of smooth link into our next bit of music, which is Nina Simone and Mood Indigo. <laughs> Goodbye. And in the evening when the light 
so low I'm so lonely I could cry For there's nobody who cares about me I'm just a poor fool that's bluer than blue can be When I get that mood in the go I could lay me down and die top of that rainbow that was uh, indigo um uh, mood indigo sorry by nina simone well we're nearly there i've just got a little bit of more uh, information about the use of color uh, in interior design and health care settings and the impact that 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 has so the, this particular paper, Transforming the Healing Environment, Choosing Colours and Products that, that Make a Difference for, for Patients. Um, well, for example, research into the impact of certain colours has shown that orange stimulates the appetite while blue can suppress it. And this has led to the creation of very specific colour schemes for dining rooms in mental health facilities treating people with anorexia. However, orange also stimulates mental activity, so is often avoided in mental health units treating those with perhaps more intense psychological conditions. Uh, and it goes a little bit beyond that, actually, because um, uh, uh, would you would you believe it? A report by uh, a paint manufacturer: a tin of coloured paint doesn't cost any more than a, a tin of traditional magnolia paint, but the effect it has is significant. Uh, for example, bright yellow, bright colours appear to be lighter in weight, with red the heaviest and yellow the lightest. Bright objects are overestimated in size, with yellow appearing the largest and black the smallest. While a light object appears larger against a darker background, and light colours with small patterns visually enlarge a space. So in health, health in Wales's Lighting and Colour for Hospital Design Research and Development report, Adds in hospitals, a properly designed uh, visual environment with the appropriate use of colour and lighting will have important benefits. It can make the hospital experience more pleasant for a wide range of users, from the elderly to the very young. Um, so, you know, where colour has been used to enhance the environment, 
there's a, a Barbara Castle Way Health Centre in Blackburn. Blackburn. <laughs> Saying Blackburn. Oh dear, I must be thinking purple. Um, which offers health and wellbeing services for young people aged between 14 to 24. And with such a big age range to cater for, uh, colour was a key element in the t- interior design, helping to break up the spaces and enhance mood with each private consultation and waiting room taking on its own colour identity, giving young people a choice dependent on their mood. Oh, that's really interesting. Um, and the, the accompanying reception area and waiting room carry through the colour palette of the pods with bright hues present within a wall decoration um, and seating. Now, I saw something else as well, which I, I thought was really interesting. It was about, um, you know, the contrast between colours and, and how that can, you know, support people in particular. Um it can help with wayfinding and to identify individual areas as well as having a massive impact on, on patient well-being, as in the case of dementia patients where the use of colour can actually prevent trips and falls by helping objects to stand out. That's absolutely fascinating. So just before we say her, our uh, goodbyes, Brenda, what's your favourite colour? My favourite colour? Yeah. Green. 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 Lovely. Do you have a particular shade of green that you like? No, I like leaf greens and, and uh, sea greens. Like. Oh, very nice. How does it make you feel when you look at something with green or wear something green or you're out in greenery? Nature. Yeah. Yes, I'm out there in, in, in the forest. In the nature, yes. I, lo- I love anything to do with nature. So oh, lovely. Oh, lovely. You know, and we're, I think we're maybe a little bit similar in that way. I mean, I, I can never decide whether I like green or blue. So actually, my, my a primary choice of colour is more in the sort of aquamarine, teal, turquoise kind of range. So I've got the best of both. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You've got a nice mix there. <laughs> lovely mix. But yeah, I love being out in nature as well. Well... It is the end of the show. We've got our goodbyes to say and we've got one more bit of music. Uh, So thank you so much to everyone uh, that's been in the studio today. It's been a busy couple of of hours in the studio today because we've got Jim who came in to pre-record his show. We've got Alan who's coming up next. We've got Frank who's on in a couple of hours. He's come in to to do some prep and of course thank you so much to Brenda our telling your story uh, BA for today and my name has been Joy well it's still Joy <laughs> it's going to be Joy for the rest of today and I'll be back in a few weeks time but we're going to leave you in the run up to Alan Stevenson with oh couldn't do without it Jimi Hendrix Experience and Purple Haze bye now <laughs>
Just get